Welcome to Long Distance Listening, a music podcast. Welcome to Long Distance Listening. I'm Andrew. And I'm Nate. Welcome to our Bartiz Strange episode. We will be talking about Bartiz Strange's latest album, newest album, Farm to Table, which just came out here recently. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the album, we always suggest that you listen to the album before because um, I don't know if this is actually a spoiler alert, but we'll be talking about the album. So we'll be going hopefully as in-depth as we can. Yes. I was supposed to listen to it. No, not you. Oh. Listeners at home. <laughs> oh. Okay. No, you're supposed to wing it. We're going to have you look at song titles and make assumptions about what the song sounds like based on that. But yeah, obviously, as we usually suggest, listen to the album. Make sure you kind of have an understanding for what we're talking about. That way, the conversation's interesting. I feel like it. at the level that we're going to hopefully talk about uh, this album... If you don't know it, you're just going to want to be listening to it the whole time and sad that you didn't. So so this is your chance to pause the podcast, go listen to it, but hopefully we are finding you after you've listened to Farm to Table and maybe you have some thoughts about the album. Maybe you don't have thoughts, but you want to hear our thoughts. Either way, um, that's what the podcast is for. So um, this album came out recently. I don't even... Uh, I mean, I, I guess for us it came out this past Friday, but it'll be a little longer by the time um, this is released. And so it's been out less than a week. Um, here in that time, um, Bartice was on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, he did um, the song Wretched on Jimmy Kimmel. So, um, I mean, Bartice is starting to... Uh, I, I don't know if blow up is the right term. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel gets some interesting artists that mm. haven't blown up yet for sure. But um, but he's starting to get there. But this whole podcast, we like to talk about bands who we believe are underrated. Um, who, uh, even if they're starting to gain some sort of traction or popularity, we believe should be even bigger. Um, or just artists that we love and want to talk about. So... Nate, I'm going to actually just tee you up here to give some yeah. thoughts here. Um, Bartice actually was very nice. Like, he put out um, is it Live Forever. What's that? Mm-hmm. Yes, Live Forever. Yep. Uh, 2020, so two years ago, he put out the song Lady Luck. He might have put something else out in between. Um, but he did that 2021, and now he's got a whole album. So it's only two years in between. That's not too bad here. Um between albums, we, uh, well, maybe I'll let you give your thoughts on Live Forever, but I'll say I enjoyed that album quite a bit, and so um, this is the second album for me with Bartiz. But how about you talk real quick about your personal history with Bartiz? Um, maybe your thoughts, any excitement coming into this album um, for yourself, and then you can start talking about Farm to Table whenever you're ready. Sure, yeah. So, um, I completely forget how I found out about Barty Strange. Yeah. No recollection of the exact moment. Um, but 
with a lot of my favorite artists, um, I'll listen for the first time, not really knowing much, Mm -hmm. and won't love it, but be extremely fascinated. Like, my, my mind is like blown in some way Mm. and I'm like, Oh wow. That was wicked interesting. And I might not have been like, Ooh, that hit the spot. It's thought provoking. And it's like, I never would have expected it to go that way. And Bartee strange is that type of artist for me where you expect one thing, he'll hit you with another. And then you expect that thing and it'll go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And he never kind of settles into anything comfortable for too long of a time. Mm -hmm. And so with Live Forever, I think he did that really well. But I also think for me, the record, and I honestly don't think this was a stylistic thing. I just think quality, the songs had highs and like Mm -hmm. mediums. There weren't any lows, but there was like highs and mediums where I really loved certain songs. Like the first song I think I heard was Mustang and then I heard Boomer, which is probably my favorite from that record. Mm. Um, But there's like definitely a handful of like wicked solid tracks. So heading into this album, it's funny. So uh, this is going to make no sense. But to me, it's connected. Um, So one of our favorite, that's not true. An artist we like, Soccer Mommy, is coming out with a new record tomorrow, which is really exciting. Yeah. And with Soccer Mommy, what always ends up happening is I'll listen to the singles. I'll be like, wow, these singles are awesome. Yeah. And then I'll listen to the record and I'll be like, wow, this is like really good. Mm -hmm. But... I just love the singles. Yeah. And so with Bartiz, that's kind of what his last record was for me in terms of the songs that stood out. Yeah. And so that was my fear heading into this record because sure. first single was Heavy Heart, which mm-hmm. I loved. Mm-hmm. It's so damn catchy. Yeah. That chorus, it slaps. And with every single, I'm like, okay, I like all of these. I'm terrified that it's, again, going to be highs and mediums, and it's not going to be a full record that I love. Um, But because I'm talking so much, I'm not even going to tell you what I ended up thinking about it. Okay. I'm going to transition it to you. But before I transition it, Andrew, one thing you said about his popularity that I think is very interesting, because he talks about it on the record, on Cosign, where... He, sa- he says on Cosigns, I'm in L.A., I'm with Phoebe, I'm in Chi-Town, I'm with Lucy, hit up Courtney, that's my Aussie, I'm on FaceTime, I'm with Justin. And it's like Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, Courtney Barnett, and then Justin Vernon of Bonnie Vare. Clearly, he's building up relationships with huge 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 artists in the indie world or in the alternative world like and so so yeah i mean he is not underground anymore i would say yep yep i agree yeah i'll uh real quick just mention my history with uh bartice and then 
I'll jump into the album, give some thoughts. Yeah. Um, stuff. So, um, I learned about Bartice from my uh, music dealer. It's the same mm. as a drug dealer. Um, yes. But just for music. And uh, my music dealer, his name is uh, Nathan P. Grimley. The P stands for Peter, I believe. Uh, mm. Is this correct? Nathan P. No, my middle name is Richard. That's why I, I like. I don't know if I actually know this, so I don't actually know if you're joking, but I'm gonna agree. Sure, I don't it's, think I yeah. know your middle name. Well, I didn't have a middle name, and then my. <laughs> What's so funny? I didn't <laughs> no, have one. Nothing. And Sorry, then, I stubbed my toe, and I yeah, laughed thank when you. I stubbed my toe. I didn't have a middle name, and then my parents kept asking, "Why is this kid such a little dick?" And then they said, "Oh, that's what we'll." Yeah. Give him for a middle name. They were Richard. like, we should have named him Dick, and then like, we'll just make it his middle name. Yeah, and so yep. they named me uh, Nathan go. Richard Grimley. That's <laughs> not at way, all my, the my middle fun name. weird tangent I started of. Uh, you told me about uh, Bartiz, and you actually mentioned it, and I don't, I don't want to get too much into it, but let's just say there was mutual interest in doing a. Um, an interview from the last album, which seems crazy now because I feel like Bartiz would just like big time us. But, um, but at that point, it was basically like, hey, listen to this album. This is probably happening. That fell through for one reason or another. It was 2020, pandemic, whatever. Um, but that being said, I listened to that album as if we were going to do an interview mm. on it, which is an interesting way to first enter an album yeah. because you're kind of listening. First, you kind of listen like, Oh shit! I hope I like this album because I'm not sure I can like fake my way through an interview. Like yeah. I love the album. If you don't, and then you go from like that like initial okay cool yes I like this album to then like excitement about the album and like ooh I have some <laughs> thoughts about this album that I would uh, love to be able to ask him and and uh, pick his brain on. That obviously didn't happen in case you're looking at the podcast or have followed the podcast for a while. We did not actually end up um, being able to do that. But those those questions, those thoughts have just kind of stuck around. Like, like I think he is one of the most unique artists in the space that he's in because it's a convergence of so many styles and sounds. Um, and he's just kind of like... I don't know. He feels like a guy who goes to the store and grabs like a bunch of. St- Actually, this is a better example. There's like shows out there that like chefs are given all these weird ingredients and they're told to make something like great out of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's almost Bartise with like his sound. Like it's so unique to him, but like it's weird. It's not normal. And I would say this album really solidifies those thoughts for me. So now getting to Farm to Table. There are songs on this album that sound like a John Mayer, like, chill vibe track. Um, maybe even, I do hear, it's funny you mentioned um, Justin Vernon and Bon Iver. I hear some of those types of indie electronic influences yeah. in there. But then I also, like, there's some times that he, like, punches you in the face with, like, some pretty heavy stuff for like the style he's in um and it reminds me of bands like king's kaleidoscope and maybe some other bands in that like more rock indie space yeah um i don't know how to 
King's Kaleidoscope and Bartiz, I totally, I, I didn't make that connection, but I totally yeah. agree. The thing is, is that they're like, this is such a dumb thing to say what I'm about to say right now. Yeah. But they're like full bands. Yes. Like, it's not just a five piece. It's like yes. you got so many. In- it's not like, oh, yes. let's add some strings. Oh, let's, yes. it's, it's literally like a full band with. Yep different brass and different like strings and all this other stuff that actually come together. And so I think that aspect of identity is shared for sure. Yes. Yes. Um, and even on this album and I'm going to apologize ahead of time because track names are kind of tricky for me on this one because I was listening, but not looking. So, um, everything, I know the tracks well, but I feel like I don't know the track names, but there's a song that he kind of, I don't know if I want to call it hip hop. Um, um, but he has kind of like a, um, um, he auto tune on his voice and, uh, which song is that? I'm trying to think. But, um, oh, Cosines. Yeah. That song's like really, I mean, if you listen, just listen to almost any other song and then go to Cosines and it's like weird. Because um, he doesn't pick up too, too much with that. Um, uh, we were only close for like two weeks. Again, it's only like, it's like a minute long. Um, but that song's like really weird. Does some... Um, weird instrumentation. I would say my overall thoughts on this album are um, almost TBD in the sense of like it's brain overload listening to this mm. album, right? So um, I'll say I've settled on I really, really like this album. I think it's a better album than the last. I think his melodies feel stronger. I think the instrumentation feels weirder and better weirdly in that same uh sense the overall sound like the guitars are doing some really weird stuff i think he's just changing up what types of guitars he's using a lot on it but um i don't want to give i guess all my thoughts we'll, we'll go a little bit more broken down but just overall it's like i really like the album but this is one of those albums that like I'm going to have to keep listening to till I can actually have thoughts on every single song and come to the conclusion on the album, if that makes sense. Because mm. it's so deep and so vast, the scope of the album, that like this is not a, oh, I'm just going to play this in the background and like enjoy it. Like maybe you can do that. But like for me, this is an album that I try to sit down to and like figure out all that he's doing because he's doing so much on this album and i think it all works so that's a quick overall um for me on this album what are your overall thoughts on farm to table yeah so i uh i agree with everything you said about just like your big overarching stuff like your comparison uh to is it called live forever now i'm forgetting what yes, it's called it is i know i i don't <laughs> um, know why so uh, I was like, is it called Live Forever? Because I like visually I could see it, but I... It's so weird. I've, I've had that thought multiple times with that album. I don't know why. It could be. Who knows? Maybe we're... Maybe. Maybe it's like a play on <laughs> on words and expectations. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think he's improved 
on every level with this record. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think, I don't know how to phrase this, but his chaos feels like it works a little bit better on this record. Like yeah. I, I can still feel the cohesion on this record yes. a little bit better. Yes. Yes. Where even though he mixes it up just as much, if not even more than the last mm-hmm. record, it all ties together yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, I think um, in terms of, uh, yeah, and then just overall, I I do feel like more confident in what I think about the record. Good. But I don't know long term if that makes any sense. So it's like... Mm. Right now, I know I really, really like the album as well. Yeah. I think it's wicked solid. I have no idea if it's going to make my top 10 or not. Like, sure. that's kind of where I'm at, where it's like, yeah. it's easily in there right now. It's top five yeah. now. Yeah. But it's like, I just don't know what else is going to come out. And it's not so, it's not at the point where I'm like, book it. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I think in terms of, <coughs> excuse me, what would be most fun to talk about first? Yeah. Um, I think you started um, talking about the music. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment of the record mm, is probably... Same. It, well, and it, it, it's... It's t- it's tied to an experience, sort yeah. of. Okay. So I I don't think I don't even think I told you this. So I got COVID yeah. recently. Oh no, I didn't. So know that. I'm all good now, good. but I was like peak quarantine when the record came out. Yeah. And so I had like nothing to do all day alone yeah. by myself, yep. in this uh, separate room in the dorm I live in, and. So I just listened to this record like three or four times. Mm-hmm. But the day before I listened to the record, I noticed, oh, he has another single. I didn't know that Wretched was out. Yeah. And so I went and I listened to it. Yep. And the pre-chorus, I thought was the chorus when I was listening. Yeah. And it's like... And it's like a really nice, smooth, like catchy singing part. And I'm like, yes, like I'm feeling this. Like the singles are still strong. And then the chorus actually hits. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's bananas. Like he goes so hard. And I mean, yeah, the stylistic shift is really cool. Yeah. But it's not just like, oh, he was doing one style and then he did another. (laughs) It's how hard it hits. Like, it hits you so hard. And I just get, like, amped up listening to um, Wretched because of it. But, yeah. And for him to make it work when it is very different stylistically is crazy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, so, like, instrumentally... um, that that stands out and then uh and then just his i don't honestly just the more full band how this record is a lot more full band than the last record yeah um those are the two main 
uh, things that stand out. Do you have any more specifics about guitar or yeah. other aspects that really stick out to you? I was going to mention the maybe for me, um, Ratchet's a good call for favorite moment because it is so shocking there. The most shocked I was, which I think has translated in my mind as favorite moment, is Escape the Circus. Mm. Because there's another huge shift. I oh, yeah, really yeah, yeah. thought it was a different song. Yeah, Again, I did like, too. Like, I was like, oh, this is like, because the song ends. Like, it, let's just say, the song ends, and then he has like another part at the end that's still in the same track name. But like, it really, it's a complete shift, and it's so unique and so different. Um, so that, in my mind, is my favorite moment. Um, so I want to talk a little, I, I mean, as far as guitars, like the difference of that type of guitar work, but more specifically Wretched and Hold the Line mm-hmm. um, from a guitar work standpoint are literally like you write those songs. It's weird that the same person wrote it because Hold the Line is kind of this like, um, I don't know, like singer songwriter. Yeah, it, it really it's just a singer songwriter song but there's like slide guitar there's kind of some of those southern western elements um in it that whole artists base their guitaring and guitar writing around that style i mean it's it's a huge style in and of itself and you write those guitars because you're a singer songwriter like that's like how you write it wretched is like the guitar work for instance like he either has and i don't want to get too too technical he either has a hollow body um which means an electric guitar that's basically hollowed out or an acoustic guitar which is also hollow so either way he has a very hollow sounding guitar running through these pedals which gives it this weird like you almost think it's an acoustic guitar through pedals but i feel like it's a hollow body but either way, there's something like weirdly like muddy about the guitars mm-hmm. in it. Where like hold the line is like beautiful and like very clear distinct guitars. Wretched, like some of the guitars are like hard to place exactly what they're doing. And even when you know what chords they're hitting and what they're doing, um, the overall tone is kind of muddy to it. Yeah. Um and I think that those just show like the range that the guitars have on this album um yeah for sure my favorite guitar work probably is in wretched um but um i think there's a lot it's also probably the song that they do the most guitars so Mm. it's hard to know if it's like yeah is it i don't know escape the circus is actually up there too and like there's a freaking guitar solo on this record too by the way like not yeah. sure if you heard it, but like to me, I was not expecting that either. Um, no. So I don't remember a guitar solo on Live Forever. It's been a little while since I've uh, listened to that album, so I could be forgetting, but I don't remember a guitar solo. So, Well, you talked about singer-songwriter. I think it's a really natural transition into the vocals where, yes. he, I mean, again, he just does it all where it's mm-hmm. like some aspects of the record it's just like you're and i don't mean standard in a bad way 
but I mean yep. standard singer songwriter vocals. Like, sure. and it's it's not about the melody. Like his melodies are great. It's just yes. about the approach. Yes. And then he'll give you these raw belts. Yes. Of like really pushing it in a very like yep. vulnerable out there way. Yep. And then all of a sudden he's like rapping. And yep. then all of a sudden he's like more like talk singing a little bit. And it's like yep. he'll he'll just do so many types of yep. stuff. Yep. But it all fits together and it all works together. And one thing that's really interesting about that is I don't know if you can like give the formula, but like yep. All you can do is listen to it and say it works or it doesn't. Yeah. And so it's like, it's funny. Like if somebody asked me why does it work, his his vocal methods and yeah. the way he mixes everything up, I'm like, I don't know. It just does. Yeah. And so I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Same with like his, the instrumentation, how he's cr- all crazy and all over the place. Like yep. is there like a science behind like – what's too much variation or how does the variation need to be connected or Uh, like, I don't know. I don't have good answers for that. And this is such a big philosophical question that might not hit a lot of people who aren't thinking this way. But like, for instance, I've read reviews on this record that are like, it's too all over the place Yeah, and it got bad scores. And then I've read records on this, I've read reviews on this record where it's like, this is so perfectly all over the place and it works together so well. Like the variety. Yep. Yep. Um, It's got to, like, I don't have an answer. I don't think there's a scientific thing. I think it's a personal thing. Yeah. Definitely. And um, I don't know. We talked to Kevin about being like a band's band. I don't think that Bartise is like an artist's artist, but I would say. I feel like the more technical you are from a musical standpoint, the more impressed you are by his music. I think he's an artist artist, to be honest. I, I just didn't want to <laughs> maybe say he is, but it kind of feels like it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if those artists that he he name drops on it, like reached out to him because they liked his music instead yeah. of vice versa. Like that he's like, hey, I really want to do stuff with you. It almost feels yeah. Like like a Justin Vernon would be like, dude, I listen to Barty Strange because like he's challenging how I write songs. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, and one thing that, and I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to come out and say it. Yeah. One thing that's awesome, too, is he's a black man. <laughs> I <laughs> was trying like, to figure out it. It's actually we should talk about it because yeah, because the fact that we're we're feeling a need to talk about it shows yeah. the lack of black voices yes. in this space. Yes. Yes. And on one level, he stands out more simply by being black. Yeah. Like well, you see, you see him, you hear the music, you're like, what the hell's going on? Yep. This doesn't match up my stereotypical whitewashed expectations of the yes. genre. Yes. Um but the beauty of it is, well, there's so many beauties, but yeah. the be- some of the beauties that I see is he's able to change, actually change the genre yes. because of his diverse background musically, his tastes, his skills, um, and he's really able to add this 
a lot to the music that's not there right now. And then second, he's not just like, for instance, Phoebe, Lucy, all those people, Justin Vernon. It's not like they're like, oh, here's a black guy or or us. We're like, oh, here's a black guy in the indie world. Like, let's like recognize him. He's being recognized, yes, partially because he's black, but mainly because he's a freaking incredible musician that's changing the genre. And the fact that both those that he can do that as a black man is so sick. Yep. And then song, for instance, like sorry, I'm like, no, you're. I apologize. But like a song like Hennessy, for instance, yeah, it's like a white man or a white woman can't write that song no. and it hit the same way like no. so he's able to to say th- things and get off her perspective that it just hasn't been given in the genre that often so yeah, yeah i'm sorry you go i the reason i was struggling is that i wasn't sure like i wasn't sure i wanted to like bring like him being a black man into the conversation but it's like really important because i think there are at least to my knowledge this is a predominantly white run industry like or or like style maybe not industry but like Uh, probably like really all the styles he's even like kind of mostly in that fans would be attracted to most of the artists are white um there might be some black artists out there doing what he's doing, but maybe sadly haven't gotten the recognition that he's finally getting. Who knows? But I think he could have been like, I'm black and in the style, and had that be his identity of like just a black man in the style mm-hmm. and almost rested on that. But what he's decided to do is kind of be like, I'm already different. Why don't I change like change stuff while I'm here? And so he's not just resting on like being different, which he was going to be naturally because of the color of his skin in this genre. Yeah. But he's decided to also be different and bring stuff to the genre that I like. You're saying Hennessy, yeah. um, other other moments on this album. White people don't think this way. Our background, the music that a lot of us grew up listening to honestly is not near as in depth or interesting as a lot of music that black people grew up listening to from my experience. Um, And I think he's able to bring a lot of things to the style that hopefully makes people rethink how their writing process goes and what instruments they decide to use. And even I would say it. I mean, we're talking about this with vocals, but like, I think his vocals are the biggest way he shows range and um, and just control over everything he does. The last thing I'll say, he seems like the most confident musician. Like, you almost hear a confidence, and like, nothing sounds like he's trying anything. Everything sounds like he's done it before even if he hasn't like nothing feels kind of half thought through or whatever there's just a confidence he's bringing to the music from what i hear um i don't know him i don't know if he's as confident as it sounds but like 
he's a huge um, influence currently, obviously, in this genre. But I feel like hopefully people are paying attention and listening to what he's doing and more artists like him can start to, yeah, continue to change and evolve the genre. Yeah, I think the confidence in my mind comes down to like the types of decisions he's making where it's like Mm -hmm. they're so big that it's like you can't make that decision and not be confident on some level like it's almost a stupid decision from like the outside looking in and so you need some confidence and then it it works and it's like yeah i i totally see that i think one thing you mentioned real quick and then we can transition yeah on to the next thing because we're probably starting to ramble a bit yeah um (laughs) Well, not ramble, I, but at least go. Yeah, back. yeah. So, sorry, you're totally right. Um, I think you you made such an astute point about he could have easily just chosen to fit in. Yeah. And the fact that he's himself, or at least appear. I mean, obviously, we don't we don't know him. Maybe he's yes. maybe he's not fully himself. With yeah. I, I have no idea. The fact that he appears to be himself mm-hmm. and f- and fully himself mm-hmm. um is such a cool thing yes. where he's not trying to fit in as somebody else he's trying to yep. fit in as him yep. and um he's making music that's reflective of who he is and what he yep. likes and yep. it just happens to overlap with with a genre that's predominantly again run by the whites and so so yeah i think it's just so cool that he's not half-assing it he's like and that again i think that goes back to the confidence um in terms of not half-assing it i know we don't usually go here next but i'd be damned if we didn't talk about it dude the cover art I is to talk about cover art so bad. So good. I don't think we'll probably talk much about lyrics, not because yes. they're not good; they're incredible. But yep. I, what you said about needing time for the record to sit, like yeah. we need time for the music to sit, let alone yeah. for the lyrics yeah. to sit. I mean, about, he's doing so much. I know, like three songs lyrically. What he's getting at, "Heavy Heart" is my favorite of those ones that I know yeah. lyrically. I think just to mention, like, those lyrics are incredible. Um, and I know Wretched's lyrics pretty decent as well. Um, so I, I think those are some... I, I would say all the lyrics I've heard sound incredible, but I don't know them well enough to, yeah, yeah. to jump too, too deep. But, yeah, album artwork, let's talk about it. So the first thing that jumps, that comes to mind, Do you, yeah. are you thinking the same thing? Um... It's interesting because I think first thing I look at now is different than first thing I did initially. Holistically, what would you compare this to? That's what I'm trying to get at. Oh. Um, Holistic, like a scrapbook? Well, yeah. Phoenix and Havasu. Oh, yeah. 
the new page of the lion records yep I, there's a lot of similarities in terms of that like obviously those two records have a cleaner cover yep. but this idea of childhood photos and photos of where you grew up and all yep. this stuff very similar very connected unfortunately for bazan this cover is just on another level yeah. compared to those two uh, yeah, I mean, it just like goes so visuals. hard. I don't know. It's like, and one thing that's cool, and I can't remember the lyrics for Mustang on the last album, but obviously the Water Tower says Mustang, the song Mustang. I can't remember <laughs> well enough. Is he from Mustang somewhere? I mean, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I mean, I always thought the song was about a car. And then yeah, I did too. And then once I saw this, I mean, I think that's the obvious conclusion. Now, could we yeah. be wrong again? Yes, but yeah, he's probably from somewhere called Mustang, yeah. or maybe he had an experience, big life experience in somewhere called Mustang. I don't know. Which a simple Google would have answered this question, but let's Definitely. not answer it during the podcast. No. You know, we're going long. Why would we help our listeners? But hey, let us know uh, comments and everything. Just let us know. Uh, <laughs> what mustang is um that'd be helpful but that yeah, might have then, been one of our questions right away um for, definitely <laughs> for Bartiz, maybe he's talked about it before and and then also similar to pedro um you got not that he has jesus on the cover but you got the big jc in the middle definitely some religious um themes on this record that are uh, very obvious and yeah. extremely interesting as well. I gotta say, the picture of him to the right playing guitar, I could be projecting, but it kind of looks to me like playing in a church. Like, I don't know, like that's maybe also his childhood. I don't know. It could be a band. Yeah, maybe. Sure, but I don't know why. When I look at that, I think like youth group band more than I think of like actual band. But um, yeah, you could be right. Be me. I don't know. Yeah. It's a it's a great cover. And weirdly, so, good. so I really liked Live Forever's cover. I thought that was a really unique, fun cover, but like so different now with this new one. And to me, maybe it's just doing more, but I think it's even better. Like I think this is a great, great cover. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this is my cover of the year. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be either. Yeah. There's been some decent covers this year. I've thought about that a few times so far. Like, oh, this will be my cover of the year. So we'll see once I actually have to pick one. But Yeah, that's interesting. I I haven't thought that much about it, but you're probably right. Yeah. Um, we'll just touch on a few last things. We are going late. So um, any thoughts on the production of the album? Um, any other thoughts on other songs or... Um, should we jump into favorite song here? Um, I just say production is solid and consistent. Yep. Uh, it's, yep. it's good. And yep. then, um, and then for, uh, anything else, I would say, I think he'd play a really fun show. I, yeah. I think he would kind of be somebody who I might get out of bed for. Mm-hmm. And uh, and go see live, but and but Nate's we'll in bed like the grandparents, <laughs> Charlie yes. in the Chocolate Factory. You can't yeah. see, but I'm currently in a yeah. 
in a bed he's right now. Head to toe with a clone of himself. Um, uh, what? what is that? Foot to foot. How would you? You remember the grandparents? How they're like foot to ass. Sleep across from each other. Yeah, it's foot to butt. It's a foot to butt. Yeah, yeah. your foot yeah. to butt. No. <laughs> well, uh, that's exactly Nate. Uh, I've seen I've seen I'm sure you've seen them too just like a lot of funny memes about how much of a jerk grandpa Joe is for not working when he could have helped the family yep like not doing anything but all of a sudden gets this like free tour (laughs) and he's like yeah I'm cool (laughs) I can imagine like how pissed it would have made everybody yeah like dude you could have you could have done something ultimate freeloader <laughs> um all right, let's uh let's jump into favorite song. Um I'll let you go first, Nate. What is your favorite song? Unless you want me to, I don't care, but I'm laughing because I'm like I have no idea. Uh do, are you confident I do. in yours? All right, I then do you go cuz you might eliminate so mine. It and that might help. Yeah. Um go. I I would say it's hard. Initially I had a few, but the more I listen, the more I just love Wretched. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's one of my favorite vocal performance um on the album. It's some of my favorite guitar uh guitaring. It's some of my favorite um song structure on the album. It's just like there's a lot that's like it's almost tops in like five different areas. Um it's like top three. And so I feel like just the accumulation of all those like accolades makes it my favorite. Um, it's a great song. And then, yeah, seeing it like it's the one song I've seen him perform live because I saw like him on Jimmy Kimmel with it and stuff. And the band crushed it like it was it was really good um, and stuff. So, um, yeah, I love Wretched. Um does that help you at all? <laughs> well, it does because it's one of my options. So I, I yeah. know, okay, I'm not going to pick Wretched, even though, who knows, maybe that might have been it. Yep. For me, the, it's three songs between Wretched, Hennessy, and Heavy Heart. Yep. And I'm going to go with Heavy Heart Good. because... That was my second, actually, so that's why I'm happy. Yeah, it's just, it's such a catchy song. And it was yeah. the first single, and oh. so... When, Sometimes singles, you have this extra attachment because it's this moment of like pure joy and excitement. Because mm-hmm. to be honest, even though I really liked Live Forever, I wasn't looking forward to this record a lot. Oh, or let's just say Bartisa's next record, whenever it would come out, a lot yeah. until I heard Heavy Heart. Once I heard Heavy Heart, yeah. I got so excited. Yeah. Because. It just blew me away, and so yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Yep, great, uh, great choice there. All right, so between Wretched and Heavy Heart, those are our two favorites. We would love to hear from you. What are your favorites on this album? I'm sure, with how diverse of an album it is, that every fan of Bartiz could probably pick a different song, and there'd be no real complaining or or argument that they were right or wrong so um so let us know your favorites reach out to us on our socials you can find us on twitter and instagram at ldl pod and you can also email us at long distance listening at gmail.com um yeah we love to hear from you we'd love to talk more about this album so reach out let's talk uh let's hang 
Let's do it. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day. out of my face.